I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. It's Elmarie here and I'm always so pleased to highlight and showcase Cork singers, songwriters and performers, whether they're working here or abroad and whether they're new to the scene or working for years in the arts. And my next guest is one of those artists who has done and is doing it all. J.D. Kelleher is somewhat of an all-rounder from the Granary Theatre to the West End. And he's quite the chameleon. He can act, he can sing, he can present, he can write, he can change his image, he can change his voice. You get the idea. And yeah, because he's living in London now where he acts and sings and runs an actress agency with something like 200 performers on his books, we can sometimes lose sight of Cork talent abroad. And during lockdown, he's been producing and releasing new music from London. And it was a chance to chat and listen to some music with him. And we went right back to the beginning when he first left Mill Street to do arts in UCC. So I began by asking JD if he chose the course in UCC as a result of that performing gene within him. No. So as you know, I grew up in Mill Street, Nossie Duggan and um, what's, this, what's the stadium called there? The um, Mill Street. The barn. Uh, the barn where they put on the Eurovision. I know. Yeah. yeah so I just didn't really know what I was going to do as I went through secondary school, the community school in Mill Street. I did art, you know, like pottery, painting, art history, that kind of thing as well. We, we didn't, it wasn't really a, a school that focused on performing arts as such, yeah. but I did touch on it once or twice. But I just wanted to get out of Mill Street, to be honest with you. No offence to Mill Street. I love it. But, you know, how many points do I need to get out, to get to Cork? Yeah, yeah. So it turns out the points I needed to get to Cork were whatever number of points got me to do a BA at that time. And I started UCC doing English and sociology in 1984. And then, you know, uh, being a country boy up from the country to the big city in digs, I didn't know anybody at all. And, you know, of course, I mean, that's, you know, I was making friends here and there. I wasn't, you know, totally outside the scene of anything. But, you know, I saw an ad for from Liam Healan now, who's now in the Examiner, yes. right? I saw an ad for Liam Healan's production of Philadelphia Here I Come at the original Granary Theatre. They were holding auditions. And I thought to myself, oh, I remember doing acting a little bit at school. I like that. But, but more importantly, maybe this will connect me to people. Absolutely. I'll meet people at the audition and, you know, maybe I'll meet somebody to go for coffee with. And, uh, uh, you know, and I'll do an audition. I wonder what that's like, you know. And yeah. so I went in and did the audition. And I'd never done an audition before. And, and I got the lead. And ah, Lee, Lee, just Lee like gave, that. Yeah, just like that. You know, because it was very unselfconscious, actually, uh, moment, uh, connection between Liam and I. And so Miles Breen and I split the role of Gar, public and private. There you are. Granary. Wow. And it was a huge success. And it did connect me to, and I did make friends, and I did begin my my career as a, a UCC person. And an actor, plainly then, because, like, you know... The start of it, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't in the sort of theatre scene around the time that you were still in it, in Cork, before you went to London. But you got loads under your belt in Cork before you headed away. Buckets. 
because I went away and then I came back again. Yeah, I, went, I moved oh. to Dublin for Ireland, then I came back to Cork, and then I moved to London, and then I came back. I kept coming back to Cork. You know, I, I was cast in Jack and the Beanstalk and the Opera House mm. from London. I was living in London at the time. That was so much fun, lads. I mean, it was unreal. Full houses at the Opera House. I mean, can Absolutely. you imagine? Yeah, you can't beat it, 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 I know. You can't beat it, and, and the kids are so immediate. But before, you know, I, I've worked at graffiti, and I've um, come in with Johnny Hanrahan and Meridian on The Cavalcaders, which was a magnificent production that went on tour and also at the Everyman. I've worked with Emily Fitzgibbon. She gave me um, paid work many, many moons ago. I mean, hasn't everybody worked with the legendary Honest Emily? to God. And what she hasn't done for theatre in hasn't. Ireland, never mind Cork, you know, it's just, just incredible. So, so like you're going out and coming back, you're like a proverbial yes. boomerang the whole time back to Cork. But at some point, that wasn't going to be enough for you. So London beckoned. What had you started doing first off in London? Well, I I was living in Dublin around 1990. I had done a show at Druid. It was a huge success called Wild Harvest. And that had played the Dublin Theatre Festival as well. And so I stayed in Dublin for a while. You know, I did get a couple of jobs, but I struggled to get work. But I had an agent and, you know, it's a regular actor's life, working away, doing auditions here, there and everywhere. And I did one audition for a show called Same Old Moon by Geraldine Aaron. It was from this gang that had broken off from Andrew Lloyd Webber's crowd. They were called the Theatre Division. Um, they had broken away from Andrew Lloyd Webber and they wanted to kind of capitalize, they wanted to break away, but they also wanted to capitalize on the Irish movement, actually, the Irish oh. cultural movement of the time that was kind of like running wild with dancing at Lunasa and I don't know, was River Dance running at that time, but there was a big kind of an Irish revival, as you like, and so they chose an Irish project. So I did that audition in Dublin and I was living there at the time and I didn't get it. <laughs> and the guy who got it turned the role down. Uh, I, I won't say his name, but that's the way I remember it. He turned it down and then I was second in line. And so I hopped on the plane over to England, 1991, to do Same Old Moon on the West End. Um, it was magnificent. And so I, I didn't intend to stay here at the time. Uh, you know, as a young actor, you just go where the next job takes you. And as it happens, even though I did move to London, I think the next job took me to Manchester to play Playboy of the Western World and down to Bristol to play Owen in Translations and then back up to the National Theatre to do an Indian and Irish dance drama. And, you know, living, you know, a, a living a young, queer, Irish, gay life. I mean, Irish were, you know, not as popular as they are today, shall we say, in London at the time. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's been great. I've, I've had a great life. I've done many things since. And I moved into music in 2015 with the referendum in Ireland. And I thought now's the time to stand up and be counted as a gay artist. Um, because I wasn't living in the country, there's not much I could have done on, like on the ground over there. But I'd always wanted to sing all through my acting life. And I'd always wanted to record some music. Yeah. And uh, when the referendum came around, you know, that triggered in me somehow the desire to reach out to my friend Peter M. Smith, who's also Irish and was living in Spain at the time. He's in the music world. He's a singer. And uh, I reached out to him and asked him if he would help me. He thought it was a great idea. And so I flew out to Spain thinking he'd have the music put down on a computer disc or something. No, it was a full band in a recording studio with his band. It just took a life of its own. Superb, and then, yeah. And then when we finished recording the music, that was a first for me, stepping into a recording studio. It was It's a duet. And uh, then I went into what I know best. I hired, a, you know, a really good production team and made a really great video for Love Will Tear Us Apart. We released the song. It went to number one on the iTunes rock chart. 
for the referendum, knocking Bono and B.B. King off the top spot. And it, I think it reached number 24 in the top 30 songs. I'm really proud of it. But it was just great for me to be a part of that whole period in Irish life and in gay Irish history. Eh? And I suppose it marked a move or a little bit of a shift in some respects into music more for you. I mean, like, obviously, singing has been a massive part of your performance strands anyway, panto yes. or whatever have you. Yes. Um, but yes, Montfort boy as well. There you yeah. go. All stands to you, JD. But at the same time, this sort of next chapter of expression and connection, it's its the music has kind of taken off for you in that respect, isn't it? It is. Because for the first time, I, and you know, I'm still a very, I'm, I'm an actor through and through. It's in my blood. I'm a performer through and through. When I'm on stage, I forget about everything else. Everything is right with the world. Let's go. But, you know, you're playing a role or playing a role that's usually written by a man usually written by a straight white man. And, that, and you know, so be it. Uh, um, I'm not, you know, that, that's another conversation. But, uh, but when, it, when it comes to the music, I'm not playing a role. I'm, in a way, as personally speaking, as an artist, pulling back the curtain and saying, this is me, this is another side of me as an artist. This, I'm not playing Hamlet. I'm not playing a great villain. I'm, I'm just kind of saying, look, this is, what I, I, this is me. I'm a, I'm a singer. And uh, you know, I'm going to stop you there now because like even as you're talking, because we're chatting away on Skype so we can see each other and your whole body is sort of your <laughs> arms are outstretched because and I, what's really interesting is I'm I can't remember. Is it somebody that particular somebody, song? Nobody, somebody, somebody nobody. nobody. That particular song, the video for that, where you obviously shot it on a strand, a deserted strand somewhere. It's the most Sorry, gorgeous. I, 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 that's Give Me Light. And it was in Fenor Beach, County Clare last December. But go on. There you go. The video for that as well. You are arms outstretched so often in that. And it's a physical embodiment of freedom and openness and expression. And you can't help but do it when you're you're talking about these things as well. You know, and it's amazing, isn't it, how the whole psyche of an artist and an actor is to embody a role and express that freedom. But... This is what is allowing you have that freedom through music as opposed to somebody else's words. Absolutely. And, you know, the industry is, is, is one side of things, but the artistic expression is another side. I mean, from an in- industry point of view, it's going from the frying pan into the fire mm. uh, as an act from an artist to, a you know, front man, singer who's not 25. But, but from a, a creative point of view, it's just so completely rewarding and expressive. It's a kind of divine connection, you know, you, you know, with that outstretched thing on the beach, the hands outstretched, you know, it's a letting go, it's a channeling, it's a trusting. It's vulnerable. And it's a vulnerability and, you know. Completely. And I need to be. Give me light, he says, and I'll never leave you. The different music tracks that you have sent on that I've heard from you are all quite different, actually. Like, where are your musical influences coming from? Because you've done original work as well as covers of, we'll say, Santana. So let's talk about that one shot on the beach. Give me light. I'm glad you picked that one, especially because it's Pride Month, because Give Me Light is a gay love song. And it uses pronouns of a gay love song, a love song. And it's not something we hear on the radio very often. And it's something that's been bugging me for years. And when I was talking to Peter after we did our first tune, I was like, oh, he was like, OK, we're going to do some more, obviously. Um, but I've got this lovely song for you. And uh, uh, here it is. And it was giving me light. And I said, oh, great. We can ch- and we can change the pronoun from she to he. And, 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 you know, hey, presto, we've got a gay love song. 
So yeah, that's that's kind of where that came from. Uh, it wasn't the first song I recorded. Imagery was the first song I recorded as a solo artist. And uh, one of the lines that pops out from that is, you know, I'm not a styler phase you're going through. So for me, it's a little bit of a coming out video, even though I've been out all my life. But it's like, come, like coming out for everybody theme, you know, come out, come out for who you are. Um, that's the vibe of, of, of imagery. Yeah, five songs on my first EP, Give Me Light is one of them. I've just made a video for it that's coming out later in the year. But it's a beautiful song, it's very popular amongst my friends and family. Between you, oh, he's a danger. next to the song Somebody Nobody. Somebody Nobody is a different writer and you know you mentioned covers and original material earlier. I've come into music as a performer and a singer but not as a writer yet uh, and, and, that, and, that is, and that is coming because that's something I've been learning and, and actually we have recorded one of my own original lyrics um, recently but uh, you know up until now it's always been other people and an actor's life is very collaborative anyway that's what I'm used to is working with directors and producers and, you know okay and, and, and you know embodying words of other people you know and so these songs of other people are also other people's words but I come to them as an actor to make you believe that they're mine. But to get to Somebody Nobody, Somebody Nobody is written by uh, a friend of mine who died actually about five years ago, Paul Gills, and and uh, my, my friend Herman, uh, who's also the bass player, and produced the recording of Somebody Nobody, uh, who's very much alive still. Why don't you recorded my first EP in Spain but then I had to shift everything back here and find practitioners here you know to bring down the expense so long story short I met uh, Herman and some others we started recording here performing here doing live shows here put a band together here in London to perform at the Dublin Castle the Water Rats places like that uh, supporting acts as well but you know it's a very very hard business we, we don't get paid to do that but I spent, I spent a year playing live to learn how to I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time and time again, whenever I'm talking to musicians, I mean, there is a whole generation before you who travelled the country and lugged gear in and out of the back of vans. And like they talk about it, you know, like a generational experience. And I guess that was your year, wasn't it? Absolutely. And I'd love to do that. And, you know, I hope I find a way to do that. And thank you. You're helping me to do that because, you know, one day I'd like to come back and play a Pride Festival in Cork. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And rock it out, you know. (laughs) And then you could. I mean, like the Santana number you sent me was fantastic. (laughs) Uh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's deceptive because it starts off very it gently. Does. I was and in the car it. lulled away the next thing is boom, off it goes. <laughs> there in London like not only are you obviously still working as an actor but you're also running an agency as well tell me about tell me about that I am indeed I run and I founded uh, an agency about 10 years ago initially called though the name has changed now it was initially called Irish Actors London okay and it was basically me and my friend Rachel who's also from Cork Rachel Cullen um, who's 10 years younger than me trying to access the casting world for ourselves and our friends you know within a legitimate business structure Mm -hmm. Uh, so we started with, uh, I think, a minimum of five Irish actors, including ourselves, <laughs> and moved up, you know, 10, 20 Irish actors. And then we realized, OK, we're not going to get rich on Irish people alone. 
Um, but but more importantly, we have a, a we have experience that we can share with others of the artist immigrant experience to London. So why don't we focus on that? Uh, open up our books to immigrants coming into this country to try to do the same thing that we're doing is follow an artistic dream. And so we changed our name to International Actors London. And now ten years down the line, we we have two hundred actors from all over the world on our books. Wow. We take our representation of those actors very seriously because we are actors and we know how difficult it is and we know how difficult it is as immigrants. We know how difficult it is to be stereotyped, how challenging that can be. So it's a responsibility we take very seriously. And we have now a very much a running business in London of immigrant actors. We've had three people on the latest series of Killing Eve, three Spanish people were on that. We have somebody coming back to, if it goes ahead of the shoot, we have somebody coming back to Fantastic Beasts to a uh, Polish actress who was in Fantastic Beasts 1, Maya Bloom. Um, so, yeah, we're very much up and running. As uh, and, and we love, more importantly, Rachel and I, we love doing this uh, business of enabling other artists. It's something that we're interested in, obviously. What a tremendous agency to have and super success as well. You know, it, it's funny how starting off doing something for yourself has kind of spread out so much, isn't it? It always helps when we try, when we try to help others. I know that sounds a little tacky and cheesy, but it's true. You know, when we take the focus away from ourselves and, and, you know, try to enable somebody else, we become enabled, you know, often. You're over in London right now. As we're chatting, it's kind of the tail end of lockdown. People are sticking their noses out the door. You used your time in lockdown to produce music, which is fantastic. Um, Well, actually, that's not quite true. What I had was a bit of a stockpile of music that was unreleased and videos shot and edited and unreleased like put your lights on which your listeners can listen, see on my uh, youtube page the santana cover and um, that was shot a year ago but we just we, we we had scheduled the release just before lockdown anyway and you know hey ho lockdown but we just went forward with the release anyway and then i released another tune that i had recorded in london just as a as a soundcloud release yeah. just to kind of give people something to listen to something new that aspect of the business is just heartbreaking isn't it though trying to find the platforms that connect with your audience but also i suppose realistically earn a living you know as an artist or have some sort of return or generate some sort of traction because they're so diluted like i was laughing the other day now when um, even just going through emails for this morning's program I was drenched from a million different sources of, you know, information coming in. And it's the same in reverse, trying to send music out into the world to find the right platform. You have to be across all of them. And it's a, it's a crazy maintenance job, isn't it? It's a crazy maintenance job. And it just it's just so there's so many strands to take into account. And they're all so expensive. You know, I, I, I plugged one of my songs in the UK regionally. It cost me something around £3,000 to plug it for a month on hospital radios, university radios, BBC Birmingham. Um, you know, it's impossible. But, you know, I think lockdown has given us all a certain, well, I, can only, I can only speak for myself, but it's, it's given us time to reflect on a lot of things. I think all of the artists on my books and myself included have all the jobs to enable them to keep working as artists. I don't know that it's affected them as as seriously as people who have full-time jobs in the arts that are, you know, now 
not so secure. So, yeah, I mean, actors, artists, musicians, we all have strands of income. You have to be versatile and you are. You're one of those kind of multiple threats with your acting <laughs> and your music and Laureen Thugelge Lesh, I guess, right down to go to our TG Cahar fresh and so. Kade? On Petit Peu. Yeah, so. I, that's right. I love Ireland. I, I love working in Ireland. I want to work more in Ireland. I want to work in England. I just want to keep working, you know, and keep being creative. And it'd be nice to be able to be more self-supporting doing that. I think that's the goal of all of us. But, you know, we, we're very, very fortunate to be in the positions that we are. I have food and shelter and uh, a car parked outside that has gone flat. <laughs> Because it hasn't been used. Uh, actually, one of, my jobs, so long. one of my part-time jobs was being an Uber driver, actually. I was a big part of moving everybody from the office to home before lockdown. I've only been doing it about six months, but I, I stopped about three days before Mr. Johnson called a lockdown. And fortunately, I've been lucky and nobody I know has been taken. I know one person got sick, um, very sick, but, but she's fine. But, you know, thanks be to God, you know, we've all been safe in my house and in my circle and... But it's been horrendous. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have the, the Black Lives Matter protests on top. It's, it's a very troubling time. It's a very disturbing and frightening time. But, I, you know, I also think it's a time of hope. I think, you know, you know, many of us talk about smashing the patriarchy, challenging racism, dismantling the system, all that kind of thing. Well, it, be careful what you wish for, because it's happening in your eyes. And some of it's great and some of it's challenging. Most of it's necessary. Most of it's necessary. But we need to do it with love. That's the thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, and our foundations are, are, are rooted in, in love and fellowship. You know, we can't go far wrong. In terms of getting music out there then, what platforms are you sort of focused on? If people say, you know what, I remember JD or, oh, I haven't heard of him before. Like, where will people find your music? You know, Rather than buying people's music today, uh, you know, well, that's really good. But if you really want to help independent artists like Jack O'Rourke and myself and any other Irish artists, you know, follow us on YouTube, save our music on Spotify, stream our music, play our music, you know, share our videos. For the people of Cork, I would say, you know, please follow me on on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel because you get the visuals as well as the the music. But do it all, you know, follow people, share their music. You know, support them in those ways. Uh, more, more, I would say. It's really crucial now, actually. Listen, JD, thank you so much. Thanks a million. Thank you so much. And we'll talk again soon, I hope. Great music there from J.D. Kelleher. And you can also find J.D.'s music on his YouTube channel, J.D. Kelleher. And he's also streaming on Spotify and SoundCloud and all the rest. Guy, yeah, 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.